Hello everyone, Avoiding Entropy, this is Tumultuous, and this episode is inspired by... Well, actually it's not inspired by, but it is for Liam from TikTok, who um, told me, he said he is... Uh, I know you have a million things going on, but can you drop a new podcast episode? Because your show is dope. So this is... Uh, I'm shouting you out, bro. Thanks for um, letting me know. And I do understand that there's probably a lot of... Or at least some people... <coughs> excuse me, that listen to this, and to those of you that do, I apologize, I've just been, um, there have been a couple things going on that are different, but um, here I am, (laughs) and we're going to talk today about the astral projection. Now, Robert uh, Monroe, what happened is, let me just give you a quick backstory about this. Uh, The gateway process is a process that was asked of a man by the CIA to combat psychic spies during the Cold War. The Cold War is aptly named because there's not any gunfire, but two countries essentially go at it by an arms race or a space race or any kind of um, warfare that is not hot or not gunfire, so to speak. That's the layman's term, I guess. So I guess the most valuable thing in that type of war, or in general, is information. So the, we realized that, uh, we being the United States, that the Soviets were sending people with psychic abilities over here without actually sending anyone over. It's called remote viewing. Remote viewing works like this. If I were to show you a number, or tell you a number, 26, 326 for instance, and I'm telling you that in 10 minutes I will show you a picture with that number attached to it, and you will see the picture. Technically speaking, if I follow through on my promise and you follow through on sitting here for the five minutes or ten minutes, you would have seen the picture 11 minutes from now. It would be in the past. Technically, they say in the astral realm or in the other realm, nothing is uh, past or present. Everything is kind of all at once. It's all jumbled. It's very hard for us human beings here to understand, and I, quite frankly, don't fully understand all of it because can't understand how everything can be happening at the same time. And the reason I can't understand it, and it's hard to understand, is because we're just not thinking about it the right way. It's hard for us to think about how everything is happening at the same time without really knowing what that means. But essentially, your life is a stack of Polaroids. In chronological order, in the astral realm, they're all jumbled. So you're going to have to you'd leave yourself markers if you want to look through your life. But remote viewing works like this. In 10 minutes, if you see the picture, technically the future you knows it. So if you could communicate with that future you, and he or she could tell you what's on that piece of paper, and that would be remote viewing. Um, that's a that's an aspect of it. That's a small training portion of remote viewing. Um, people with inclinations and psychic abilities are more adept at this, obviously, and the military used more than one person for sessions. So the problem is, or was, when be, before they scrapped the project, and or so they said they did, is the percentage of error. Now, what happens is this. A person goes under into a trance-like state, not induced by any chemicals, but I think they started it with that way, but then they just, it's a deep trance-meditative state. And the person is given coordinates, like the number I gave you, and is told to, you know, perceive, perceive or see. A monitor watches over that person and makes sure that that person's attention span doesn't wander too much. Because of our uh, mind, our subconscious, and our ego, everything that protects us from dangerous things, 
um, your subconscious usually populates your brain with your imagination. So if you're having an out-of-body experience, usually in a dream, for instance, your body will put you on an airplane or it will give you wings. It'll make, like, make it seem like you're flying because it's, it, tech, quote unquote, thinks that you won't be able to gather, no, no, grasp the whole idea. So it does whatever is close to familiarity to you. So same thing here. Like, um, you don't really know what's going on, but it is. So remote viewing is keeping that attention span not to get your imagination to be in the way. So for example, if there are four shapes, circle, triangle, square, and a cross, the first second is usually not the correct answer, although a lot of times it is. The second split, the second thing you get into your brain is usually the correct answer. And then the third, fourth, fifth, and so on and so forth are, the further you go, the more your imagination takes over and starts populating your mind with whatever it thinks the right answer is. So there's nothing really to concentrate on here. The whole point of this is to kind of like, it's, well, ESP is the same thing. It's, it's just to relax your mind and let the thoughts come to it, which is another blanket statement of saying something that's super difficult to do. But the CIA scrapped the project because it was percentage of error. So even though there was a monitor and a person that was in a trance, a lot of times they didn't get the information right. And I understand why they would scrap that because they can't afford people to get stuff wrong all the time. However, they did get it right some of the time. And those some of the times were even harder to explain than they didn't because no one knows why exactly or how exactly this is done. No one knows how it's possible. Maybe someone does, but they're not telling. And I'm talking about this is a man in a cement room underground with another dude that's under a trance and the dude is monitoring him, making sure he doesn't stray too far from the, the, key, the key mission. So if the person starts seeing like he's been getting too descriptive, so he gets like, you know, he's saying, I'm seeing a narrow opening, light, water. I'm seeing trees, birch, trees. Then there's a red bench. And it's like, well, easy red bench. Like, you know, I'll go back a little bit. And he kind of keeps them in, the, in this like limbo of the first or second thought that comes in. Obviously, the more training you have, the more hours you've logged into this trance-like remote viewing state, the better you're going to get at it. But what happens is these people have never been outside of the United States, for example. And they find... A kidnapped general that is in uh, Italy in a small town exactly where he is what he's wearing how many guards there are like to the T and this obviously is not right away it takes a little while for a session to happen they found a nuclear missile silo in the Czechoslovakian forest completely hidden underground like there's no possible way these human beings could have known this because they're not even given what they're looking for they're just given numbers and then they perceive whatever they perceive. The monitor then writes everything down on a piece of paper. A team goes over it and, you know, deducts the things that are, you know, important and things are not. So, obviously, this whole this whole thing seems a little sketchy because, like, you know, how do you know if he's right? Well, that's why they scrapped it, or so they say. They say that there was so much of a percentage of error that we couldn't afford to keep it going anymore. But the point I'm trying to tell, the point I'm trying to make here is that the times that they got it right means that it works even though if it works some of the time, and you know why it doesn't work, it's because your imagination gets in the way. So if you can control your imagination, which is almost impossible, well, actually it is impossible to do. You can't control fully your imagination. If you could try to do it, there is a way for you to see the future, the past, and anywhere in the world without you being there. And that is a fully, like, not blanket statement. Because somebody was told to view Mars a million years ago, apparently. And uh, there's a t his session was recorded, you know, there was a, what, what is it called? 
in the courtroom, the sonographer, I think. Anyway, so it was recorded. And the guy is describing stuff, and he's not even understanding what he's describing. He's like, there's narrow trees, they're really tall. He's like, this is weird, you know? And he goes, don't worry about it, just keep going. It's a training exercise. There is a story of another one that was given uh, the wrong coordinates, for instance. The, uh, they slipped him a mickey, so to speak. So he thought he was going to see a nuclear, like, whatever, silo in Japan or China. And instead they gave him coordinates to a spaceship that they knew was hovering in the Earth's atmosphere. To just to see what happened. So the person popped up in the spaceship, and the entities on it apparently are obviously very, very good with telepathy and everything like that. And he sensed the four entities. Immediately they sensed him, because it's an astral. Like, you actually have to be there in spirit, so to speak. And uh, he died. He had a heart attack because he couldn't handle what was going on. Or they, you know, induced one through telepathy. So that's why they say that some of this astral projection stuff could be potentially dangerous because there are entities out there um, that are floating and they're doing their thing and they're much better than you at it. But the whole thing is, is that if you protect yourself by saying, you know, it's all, it's all about visualization at first and imagination, which I'll get into in a minute. But if you protect yourself essentially from letting anyone in or anything in, you're good because it's you that's going out there you're essentially in your room but your spirit or your mind is you know projecting outside of your body but it's still your mind and your imagination i think what happens is in the the earth realm that we live in since everything is kind of interconnected and nothing is really nothing so the air between me and this microphone is filled with different things we just can't see them or because they're too small or because they're in a different spectrum of light it doesn't mean that there's nothing there so because everything is connected, I have a feeling that um, everything is connected with, with, with thought, too. So I'm not sure exactly, and it's very difficult for me to describe because I have not astral projected that much. And anytime I have popped out of my body, quote-unquote, I don't know if it was me imagining it or if it was real, but I just kind of hover around my house, and then I go check out, like, sticks or rocks in my backyard. With, like, some wood, there's a wooded area. And then I see like how they're laying, and then I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I go look and see if it's really that way, like something I couldn't possibly have remembered, you know. And uh, three times I did it, and yes, it was exactly that way, which leads me to believe that this is true, which also leads me to believe that everything is true about it. The Monroe exercises was what Monroe gave back to the CIA as a development of this combat to uh, the psychic spies. So basically, it is a way to train anyone and everyone how to do this. And the way to do this is first you must know that it takes discipline and it takes repetition. Because just like reprogramming your subconscious takes repetition because it has to remember that this is norm or this is the standard, so does this. There is one benefit, well there's more than one benefit, but one of the biggest benefits is the fact that he uses something called binaural beats to achieve something else called hemispheric synchronization or hemisync that's actually copywritten and trademarked by the Monroe Institute. Um, <clears throat> but what that means is um, your left and your right side of your brain operate separately, so they're different. Um, the right side is the creative side, the free thinking side, the uh, music, art, stuff like that. And the left is the logic, rules, point-to-point, mathematics side. Naturally, the right takes, quote-unquote, orders from the left, as in, like, the left tells it what to do. And some people operate more with the other way around, which is why they're, some people are some, like they say, uh, free-spirited than others, if you will. Uh, but for the most part, we operate from the left. Now, there's a way to do this the long, hard way, but it works, or the short and easy way. And believe it or not, it's exactly like that. It's through the use of technology. 
Tibetans, Tibetan monks can achieve this through meditation, years and years of practice, and they had the technique all along, they just needed to apply it to electronics. Tibetan singing bowls, for instance, when you hit a Tibetan singing bowl, it resonates a sound that hums. If you hit two of them at the same time, you hear two tones, and if you're standing in between them, you will hear a vibrato in those tones. So obviously those two different sounds are vibrating at different hertz, which is different uh, speeds of vibration. With the faster, usually the higher, but it does vibe, you know, you can make the tone at the same note, for instance, the same hertz in terms of pitch, and the vibration is one higher on one and lower on the other, and it will sound two diff- like two different tones. You will hear one in the left ear and one in the right ear. First, it will sound like two different tones, but then you will hear um, synchronicity. A wom 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 kind of thing is the best way I could describe it. Once you hear that, your brain is technically going into hemispheric synchronization. And what's fun is that when you, once you hear that, you can go back and forth. You could just think about it, and you could hear two different things, which is very very interesting because all you have to do is think, and it changes. So that's a lot to say just right there. What this does is it simulates a hertz in the brain that we cannot hear. For instance, we can't hear 7 hertz because it's too low for us to hear, too low of a pitch. But if you play 100 in one ear and 107 in the other ear, we can hear both of those. So it will, the, um, the, they will cancel each other out, essentially, and you will hear that 7 hertz as vibration. And you'll perceive it as vibration, and then your brain will start realizing this. And essentially what happens is your left side of your brain gets too tired, and then the right and left side work in unison. And that is when you can start doing all this cool meditation, chakra, projection stuff. And that's where it works the best, because both of your sides of your brain, your subconscious and your foreconscious, are all working together for your goals. And that's pretty much the backstory of all of this. Now, I'm going to start playing, if you would like, the meditations on here. I just want to keep going over it a little bit just because I want everybody to get kind of into it. And if you're not into it, you're going to have to skip a few episodes. And we'll see how many plays these get. If they get enough plays, then we'll keep doing them. And if not, we'll scrap the project just like the CIA did. But I'm pretty sure since this is a podcast and it's for listening anyway, a lot of people will listen to it. I must tell you that you shouldn't be driving when you listen to this because... Nine times out of ten, I've fallen asleep because the man's voice is so soothing and the sounds that you hear are so, so calming that you do just fall asleep, which is okay, but it's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have your body asleep and your mind awake, which is, if you don't know, is sleep paralysis. So there's no way to not get sleep paralysis if you're astral projecting because that's what needs to happen. And a lot of people get nervous there and wake up or they see the entities around them watching them or so they think and then they wake up don't worry about that. Even if you do see somebody standing over your bed watching you or something, it's not going to hurt you. It never has. It never hurt anyone. It's just scary, but that's no big deal. So is a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Just don't worry about it. Trust me, if they're standing there when you're in sleep paralysis, they're standing there when you're not in sleep paralysis. You just can't see them. So just rest assured. If you're going to be scared, just be scared your whole the whole fucking life. But I would rather you didn't. I'd rather you just um, listen to what I'm saying to you and understand. How do I know all this? Well, I've done a little bit of research on this. I've read the files. I've heard people talk about it. I've tried it myself. I've listened to the all, to most of the tapes, and um, I haven't been successful per se with uh, exactly that. But I have been on the the brink of astral projecting with these tapes, which means that if I dove a little bit further in, I would be able to do it. But Personally, I don't like to step into things I don't know completely well, unless it's um, in this realm that I can see and perceive with my eyes. As 
they say the mind is a terrible, terrible thing to waste, and I certainly don't want to waste anything I have. And I have a feeling that if I did dive into this, I might dive too deep too quickly without knowing what I'm doing. So I suggest you probably do the same thing and just tread softly. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. You're ready to go. So if you guys want the files, I'll give it to you myself, but I think I'll just rather play them on here and you just follow them. I'm not going to talk over them. And uh, basically it starts with you. It's a simple routine. It starts with a small energy conversion box, which means that you use a box that you put your worries, concern, and physical desires. A lot of this is visualization because in life, visualization is what gets you ultimately what you want. If you want to come to achieve something, just write that goal on a piece of paper or a whiteboard somewhere you can see it every day. Write it on a post-it in your bathroom mirror. That's it. As long as you see it, it will start happening. It's ridiculous. Like, as crazy as it is, I want to get taller. I want to grow taller. Or you don't write, I want to grow taller. You write, I am taller. People ask me why I'm so tall. Literally. And just, like, write it all over your house. And just watch it and just read it. And you will get taller. Like, no shit. Like, you could be 42 years old and you'll get taller. It's unbelievable how it works. I'm not going to say you're going to get taller by three feet. And yes, guys, if you're thinking about the one other thing that you want to get taller, I'm sure that'll work too. I've never actually tried it, but I've tried some impossible shit by writing it down, and it happened. Like, like there's no. That's when I stopped believing in coincidence because, like, there was no way. There was no way. No way. Some things that happened to me in life have been coincidences, and I'm. I regret that I didn't uh, do this sooner because now I'm going back through everything I've ever done and thinking like shit. How many coincidences did I dismiss as such just a coincidence when they were actually something meaningful and powerful that I could have used? But say la vie, I suppose. I don't want to chew your ear off. That was the introduction to the gateway, if you don't know it. Um, but essentially, yes, the course is worth about anywhere from $400 to $1,000. And uh, I was lucky enough to get it for free. I'm sure you could find it on Reddit. I think you could find it there. Um, I could send you the files, but you have to buy a mask because YOLO and other than, otherwise I'll just play them here starting from the very beginning in the orientation and happy thinking see you soon thank you for listening Liam you the man